as we begin this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the journey that you've been taking us on and the individual journeys that you've taken each and every one of us. Uh, each one of us are experiencing something, decisions, uh, trouble, health issues, family uh, trials, um, career decisions to make, God, financial uh, mountains to climb. And Lord, we thank you that <laughs> we serve you, God, and you are a God who is greater than all. You are truly a mountain-moving God. You're the God who spoke to the Red Sea and it parted. So nothing is impossible for you. And, and with that faith and with that trust, we come to your word and, and we allow it to sink deep into our mind and our hearts today, God. We thank you for it. Thank you that you didn't leave us without direction. And I ask now, God, that you would stand in this my body, that you would think with my mind and speak with my tongue. Say to us in this house those things that you would have us know. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. 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 We're going to continue on our journey through the Sermon on the Mount. And today we're looking at the book of Matthew, chapter 7. And uh, we actually have a, a nice little Bible holding thing back there, which is great, finally. <laughs> Thank you, Augustine and, and uh, the team for bringing that up. That's great. If you want a Bible in your hands, please feel free to either raise your hand or, or just uh, go up and, and grab one. Uh, notes are also uh, should be on, on the piece of paper in front of you there. But I want to talk about three things today primarily. Judging, pointing fingers, and wisdom. Judging, pointing fingers, and wisdom. And um, I, I think this is a... Uh, an important moment to just remind ourselves who's speaking to us. The one who's speaking to us is Jesus. Say Jesus. And Jesus is God's son. He has God's perspective, but he's also the perfect man. So he has the perspective of human beings without the hindrance of sin and the obstacles and of the insecurities, the, the, the pride, the jealousy that we have. He didn't have that. So he sees things in a totally different perspective. And so in one point in the Bible, uh, the scripture says that he, he, he goes up to this kind of mount area and the crowds are coming to him and his disciples come to him and he begins to teach them some things. And so as we listen to the words of Jesus, um, we're listening to one who has God's perspective and a perfect human perspective without the hindrances of sin. And he, like he spoke thousands of years ago to the people in the mount, he's speaking to us today, Amen. It's an amazing thing that the Word of God is still speaking to you and to me today. And he specifically starts talking. He's talked about a lot of things. He's talked about anger and dealing with lust. He's talked about true treasures, treasures in, in heaven as opposed to treasures in this world where they will pass away. And so now he, he dives into this. Uh, it's interesting that, um, you know, we, we've gone through several kind of ways that Jesus is talking about uh, life. At first... Early in chapter 5, he says, you've heard that it was said, and this is common knowledge. But then Jesus would say, but I say to you. And the issue with you've heard that it was said is some perspectives might not be per perfect perspectives, but my perspective is from the Father and the perspective of a perfect human being. But I say to you. And then we got into when you pray, when you give. When you fast, there are certain things that Jesus is wanting you and I to do, tools that he wants us to have so that we can become everything that God's called us to become. And then he dives into uh, several do nots. And so a few weeks ago, we talked about 
do not store up treasures on earth because they're going to go away. Don't live your life. So there's a certain do not. Then last week, Brother Mike Green shared a wonderful passage uh, with us about what God's doing in Uruguay. And, but that particular passage begins saying, do not worry. So do not store up treasures on earth. Do not worry. There are certain things that Jesus is saying, don't, don't do this. It's not, it's not, you're not living primarily uh, the way that God wants you to live. And then today we start with another do not. And it says, do not judge. Say, do not judge. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. This is Jesus speaking. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You see there uh, some of my notes here. I was thinking about the golden rule, right? And you've heard that. What do... Uh, do unto what? Unto who? Do unto others. That's the first fill in there. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And when it comes to judging, in the, and when it comes to the way that you see other people, it is so easy, isn't it, for us to just be anywhere and it's like, oh, that person seems to have it all together. Oh, they're messed up. Clearly they need help. And you don't, you don't even know anything about them. But you're just, you're just making little judgments in your mind. <laughs> I've been in the hospital for the last few days, and, and, you know, there's different nurses that come. When you stay in the hospital all the time, uh, you know, you have different people uh, helping you and, and working with Samuel and trying to help him out. And uh, not all nurses are created equal. <laughs> not all doctors are created equal, right? It, meaning uh, they all have different skills. They all have different strengths. They have different uh, personalities. And so, it, you know, in about the first 10 seconds, as a dad, I'm trying to decide, do I like this person? Do I trust them to take care of my boy, right, who is sick? Do I, you know, how do I feel? I'm making little, one of, one of them uh, was helping me yesterday. Uh, we had a, a little bit of a difficult conversation because there were things that uh, we were told that w would happen that day that had not happened at all. And, and, uh, and th there was a part of me that I could tell, I was starting to judge this person. And, uh, and I just say a quick prayer, Lord, help me, you know, just have a good heart towards them because I don't know what's going on in their lives. And by God's grace, you know, at some point uh, things turned around in our conversation and, and ended up being a good conversation. And at some point he, he, the person asked me, he's like, oh, do you have, do you have children? And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, this, uh, other than this one. And I said, yeah, I have a couple of others. And, and, and they said, you know, we're having our first child. We just found out. And... We, we had a really nice conversation. But I, I, I tell you that to tell you that, honestly, in my heart, like there was a moment in my heart where I wanted to judge and just kind of do this because everything immediately hadn't gone the way I wanted to, so I wanted to do this. But because by God's grace, Lord God, help me, help me to see that person the way that you see me. It opened up a door, and so now he was co comfortable enough sharing with me, oh, this is what's happening. We're about to have a baby. And, and we actually had a great conversation, and, and we said goodbye uh, at the end of the night, and, uh, and, and uh, before we left, I remember Daniel saying, Daddy, why are you saying hi to them? <laughs> They're just working here. But it's because God allowed us to have a, a moment together. And here's the, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We, at all times, there's something inside of us that wants to judge. We judge. What are some things that we judge in America? We judge people by what? Come on now. Color. Yeah. Race, right? Well, we, uh, what are some other things? 
Okay, what they do, what was that? Income, the car they drive, right? Or the bicycle they ride. How many Instagram followers? Thank you, Daniel. Absolutely. Right? Oh, that person. No, I'm not going to, you know, right? There's all kinds of different things that we judge. We, we, make, we make, here's what Jesus is saying. Do not judge. Well, why not? Or you too will be judged. In the same way, with the same harshness or the same sweetness, with the same um, lack of mercy or with the same mercy that you judge others, you will be judged, Jesus says. With, with the measure you use. Anybody use a measure, right? You don't, you don't pull out a ruler or anything, but you look at people like, oh, look at that person. Right? You kind of measure. You look, you look at them. You me- with the same way you measure others, it will be measured to you. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. A, a judge is to form an opinion or conclusion about. It's to decide. And Jesus is saying, make sure that you're not deciding who people are, their worth. Listen, that's God's job. Be very careful. Be very careful. You know, uh, Sister Ida uh, every Monday and Sister Tibe are opening up the doors to the church and uh, we're having coffee in Jesus. And it's amazing the people that walk through those doors and we don't know their stories until we sit down and we talk to them. So here's an antidote for you. This is not in your notes, but just if you're somebody that struggles with judging and here's an antidote that may help you and ask God to, to, to allow you to do this. Ask questions of people. Engage in conversations with people. Because when you start asking questions and you find out, oh, that person, they're expecting their first child, and now I can talk to them, and I thought that they were this kind of person, but really, because I asked some questions, they're actually this other kind of person. Ask questions. Jesus goes on and says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? <laughs> The speck and the plank. Um, Jesus here, and interesting, uh, what are the first four words there? Why do you what? Why do you look? Everybody say look. Why do you look? Say look. I say that because last, a couple weeks ago, we talked about treasures, and Jesus says the eye is the lamp of the body. If the eyes are good, your whole body is full of light. If your eyes are bad, your whole body is full of darkness. So be careful. Your eyes, how we see the world matters. How we see it matters. So why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Here's the next villain. Is your eye more concerned, is the next villain, about the issues of others or your own? Is your eye... More concerned about other people's problems and look at that and look at them or your own. Jesus says, why are you looking at this little sawdust in your brother's eye? You pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. Well, I want to just say, Jesus, I know why. Uh, Because it's easier for us to notice and see other people's problems than it is often to see our own. There's a, a statement in Puerto Rico. We say, los ojos miran para afuera. And here's what that means. The eyes look to the outside of us. Our eyes are not inward, right? That would be kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe when we're sleeping or something. I don't know. But right, The eyes 
look outward. You, in other words, and what that little phrase, los ojos miran para afuera, means that we're constantly noticing what's happening out there. And there are people who say, look at this person, and they're complaining about the government, and they're complaining about their family, they're complaining about their spouses, they're complaining about the kids, but they do not see what is right here. Jesus says, why, why do that? <laughs> you got stuff going on. Is your eye more concerned about the issues of others? Or your own? And that's a question for you. God, and for all of us, God, would you help us to be more concerned about our issues than to be looking for problems in other people? Some people are, oh, they're so good. I have a person that I love dearly, but they are experts this person's doing this, and this person's doing that, and this person, and they don't realize that they're bitter. They're emotionally unhealthy. They are angry, and everyone knows it except for them. But they're constantly judging and making decisions about other people. Lord, help me. Listen, I, I've done it. Maybe you've done it too, but maybe not. Maybe it's other people other than heart and soulers, you know. So God, help us. Help us to be more concerned about our own issues than the issues of others. This works in marriage. This works in family life. This works in every, in every area of life. How can you say, so we, moving on, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? And I don't know if there's a picture there of a, of a log and a, a thing. I just wanted us to, to see it, right? Hey, you have a little something in your eye there is what the guy is saying. But it's, 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 now, it's, it's uh, ridiculous, right, and exaggerated, but we're trying to prove a point. This guy that has a log sticking out is trying to tell the other ones, hey, you got something in your eye. It just doesn't make any sense. And Jesus says, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You what? What's the word? <laughs> Hypocrite. This is not, listen. I don't know why Jesus is obsessed with using this word here, but he uses the word hypocrite all the time here. And he, he's always using it about people who talk a good game. I want you to notice this. How can you say, everybody say, say. How can you say to your brother? Earlier on, the verse before was, why do you look? And now he's saying, how can you say? So Jesus is concerned with the way that we see the world and what we speak. <laughs> How can you say to your brother, you're being a hypocrite? A hypocrite is someone who talks a good game but does not live it out. Talk a good game but don't live it out. You know, in sports, you know, yeah, yeah, I can. I'll, I'll, I have an, uh, an incredible jump shot. I can, I can play basketball. I can do all this stuff. Hey, let's actually play. Let, let's play. No, no, I don't want to play because, you know, I, I don't want you to see my, my real skills or lack thereof, right? Somebody who talks a good game, but does not walk it out. Here's the next fill-in. Is your mouth more concerned about fixing others than fixing yourself? Is your mouth more concerned about fixing others than fixing yourself? Again, why do you look at the speck? How can you say to your brother? Are you following me? Amen. These are Jesus' words of encouragement to you and to me and how we should relate to other people. Don't judge people. It's going to come back to you. 
be careful how you look at people. Even the folks out here, the homeless, the drug addicted, you know, God's convicted me. God, help me to see the people in the way that you see them. There's a really powerful verse that says this. My thoughts, God says, are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher. So anytime that you have a thought, it's a good idea to say, okay, God, I know I have this thought. I have this thought about this person. I have this judgment about that. But God, what do you say? Because you are a different plane. And God, help us with our mouths. Some people are constantly trying to fix other, noticing other people's problems, but not using their mouth to try to fix others, but not doing anything about their own, their own plight. You know, the mouth is a powerful thing. <laughs> what you say stings sometimes. I remember when I was a teenager, I had acne issues. If, if pimples, I had pimples all over my face, and I remember that uh, it was uh, embarrassing to me. I was I was uh, in my early teens, and I, for some reason I still remember this. And my grandfather loved me to death, and he was great, and he was awesome. But he had a you know he every time that we were around him, he, every once in a while he wanted to fix what was going on as grandparents do, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I remember seeing my grandpa and thinking, well, I don't have to be ashamed of my pimples with grandpa and grandma because they love me no matter what, right? So I remember I, I go up to them. They, they were visiting us from Puerto Rico, and I'm going up. It's, it's that moment, you know, the little kid and going to see Grandpa. And, and we're going up there, and my grandfather looks at me and says, what's that on your face? And I was like, <laughs> yes, I was a very strong, manly teenager early on. What's your mouth concerned with these days? Here's a last verse, and we'll finish with, with this part of the passage. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. <laughs> so just so that you know, this particular passage of the Bible is not like the most crystal clear, understandable passage ever, okay? So we're gonna, can we, is it okay we talk a little bit? Here's some, some thoughts that I have on this passage. Other people have, there's literally, I've talked to other people concerning this in preparation for today, and I've, I've read other things, and different people have different ideas about what this means. So we're just going to look at some thoughts here, but I would also encourage you, as you're reading and studying the Word for yourself, say, Lord, what are you teaching me? How can I see your Word and help? Allow it to help my life. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw pearls to pigs. So a couple of thoughts. What is sacred is what is special to God. What is sacred. It's something that's set apart for God. And your pearls is what is special to you. Your pearls. Things that are very meaningful to you. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, but there's... This is like the this is a bad example, but just bear with me. There's a song that's really meaningful to you. It just speaks to you. And man, you just there's something about the song, whether it's a, a Christian song or just a, a song that just has spoken to you. And you share that with someone else. And you you're with them and you say, listen to this song. And and you play the song and then your heart, your heart's beating because you love it and it means so much to you. And you're wanting the other person to understand kind of what's happening and their reaction to the song that is life-giving to you and is so meaningful is that, oh, that's nice, it's fine. 
right? You've just shared uh, something with someone that was meaningful to you, but they treated it like it was nothing, like, it, like they didn't care. Are you with me? <laughs> My family, we're in Puerto Rico, we do that with songs all the time. Listen to this song. Listen to this one. And, but I've learned to be careful because not everybody has my musical taste. I don't know why. But they don't. What is sacred is what is special to God, and what is the, your pearls is what is special to you. There are some things that are very deep and personal to you. There are some things that are sacred, that are holy before God. And the, Jesus is saying, be careful how you treat the sacred things of God and how you... Allow other people to use them or misuse them. Here's the next villain. Don't put what is special to God or to you in the hands of someone who will ignore or abuse, is the next villain, abuse what they are given. Don't, God give us wisdom. And this, has, this is why the title is Judging, Pointing Fingers, and Wisdom. Say Wisdom. Because we need the wisdom of God to be careful. You know, not everything that is in your heart is in your mind is for everybody. It's only for certain people. There are some things that I share with my wife I don't share with anyone else. There are some things I share with my kids I don't share with anyone else. There are some things that I share with the people, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. What is sacred is what is special to God. Your pearls is what is special to you. So some years ago, you guys know that I became a widower for a, a few years, and, and we lost Pastor Joanne, and she went on to be with the Lord. And that was so special to me. That was a, a that, that season, anytime we talk about that season, and the learnings that I got from that season are so special to me. But I have learned that I can't just share what God taught me during that season with just anybody for several reasons. Some people are not ready to receive it. Some people don't care. Some people have not gone through something. Say something. You know, we all have to have gone through something in order to understand certain things. And if some people have not gone through something, they're not able to receive that. And so I'm very careful with, if you will, the, the, the little pearls that God's given me and who I share that with. But when, as God gives us wisdom and gives me wisdom, I'm able to share, something happens. There's a, a, a time of need. And I'm able to say, here's what God taught me in my time of need. And they can take that, and it's a blessing. But when I give it to someone that doesn't care, either ignores or abuses it, they can sometimes they, they try to use that against me. Don't put what is special to God or to you in the hands of someone who will ignore or abuse what they are given. So I'll finish with this story. Esau was the brother of Jacob, son to Isaac. Esau was the firstborn son of Isaac. Back then, firstborns get the greater blessing. They have a special place in the house. They are the next in authority, if you will. There came a moment where Esau got really hungry, physically hungry. He was just starving. And, uh, you know, McDonald's had not come to the ancient Near East at yet. They didn't deliver yet. No, no, no Grubhub or anything like that. Not that I know about what those things are. I mean, I don't, I don't know why it just came through my mouth. But um, He was hungry, and his brother uh, was cooking a little lentil soup. And the Bible says that um, 
he came in, Esau comes in and says, hey, hey, I'm so hungry. Give me some of that soup. And, and Jacob, who understood, uh, not necessarily uh, righteously, but understood the value of things, says, hey, yeah, I'll give you some lentil soup. You sell me your birthright, your birthright. And you would think, no, of course I'm not going to do that. But who in their right mind would do that? Uh, nobody would do that because that would be foolish. You're treating something that is sacred. You're treating a pearl, the birthright from dad. You're not going to give that away for some soup, are you? And do you know what Esau did? He traded his birthright, something that was sacred, something that was the pearl of the, the Israelite home for soup. I wish I could tell you that I have never done that. But the reality is I think that all of us in some ways, sometimes uh, when, when God is speaking to us, he's drawing us towards him. He's saying, this is what I have for you. I have a birthright. I have identity in Christ for you. Sometimes I have chosen the soup because I want my needs, my lusts, my things taken care of now. And I don't think about the pearls, I don't think about the treasures that God has for me, what is sacred. And so I've repented and say, God, help me to choose the right thing. I alluded to this earlier. Martha and Mary, Martha was busy cleaning the house. Nothing against cleaning the house. I like a clean house. Amen. But Jesus was there. And Mary simply sat at the feet of Jesus. And Martha was saying, hey, Jesus, why don't you get her to move and do some other stuff? We've got to clean this house. And Jesus saying, hey, wait, wait a second. Your, your, your priorities are out of whack. Uh, this moment is sacred. And Mary has chosen to stay close to me in this sacred moment and not traded it for something else. Uh, Jesus himself said, Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken away from her. But what are you and I choosing today? May you and I, may God help us to, uh, to do unto others as you would have them do unto us. Judge others with the grace and the mercy, or specifically not to judge, to leave that in the hands of God. To be more concerned, that our eye would be more concerned about our own issues other than other people's issues, that our mouth would be more concerned about, God, help me fix my own issues. God, help me so that I can be a blessing to other people and treating what is sacred and the pearls that God's given you with honor and dignity and, and being wise about who we share with and being wise about what we make trades with. In Jesus' name.